when you start conditioning this new thinking process, you're going to get a lot of internal mind space. And why do we want spaciousness in our mind? Because it will allow us to grow. We can put stuff in there intentionally and not just continue with the freaking clutter that's inside that we live in and believe that it's normal to have. So this is going to help you declutter some stuff, okay? It's going to help to help you rethink about how you see your world. That's how powerful what we're about to do tonight is going to be for you, okay? If we buy into it, it's going to really do a lot of good. And all these episodes that I have published here, you can listen to them as many times as you like. And they're really made in a way to help you remember them, even if you're not listening to me. And that's what we want. We want you to remember them. Okay. Uh, so in a lot of ways, I hope that I interrupt your thoughts in some way throughout the day or when you are about to look at something, I want you to rethink that perspective or challenge it. If I'm just keep using if I just keep using what I'm using and just recycle my own thoughts, I'm not really being challenged. And these episodes here are really meant to challenge you. They're meant to challenge your own thinking patterns. So the more you listen to them, the more likely you'll get a conditioning going on, or at least some kind of implanting of thoughts and perspective, new perspectives to interrupt whatever it is that you're doing throughout the day is the plan here. Okay. So they're all done on purpose. <laughs> okay explaining that a little bit just so you can get an idea of how these episodes work and and they're not time as you've already noticed they're not time related so you can watch I mean watch you can listen to uh, any of them at any time you can go back and forth maybe listen on a skill that you want to learn or talk yourself out of and that's what these skills or these episodes are meant to do is to help talk you out of or into something new okay finally tell them. Let's get to the topic. Why don't we? Labels is what I want you to really start noticing. What what do I mean by labels? We do this so often, we don't even notice it. And we even glorify in our society this, this labeling, this categorizing, this consistent need to know and label things and know things and Google and blah, blah. Uh, but is it in fact something that we want? Is it progress or is it regression? Labels start out early with us as humans. They really serve a purpose. We look at a dog and we're taught that this is a dog and the dog turns into uh, a specified kind of dog because at first we call all dogs dogs, but then we learn more and then we call the dog maybe a boxer or a wiener dog or um you know, whatever dog, we learn the, the specifics of it. And then we can even go further on into school and learn how to uh, medically treat a dog. We learn about their internal organs and we become veterinarians and this is very possible and we get to know, no, 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 no. And I'm sure you're hearing this and you're saying, well, tell that there's, there's no problem in labeling. Like what, what, what could be a concern? It sounds like it's an, a great thing. I hear you. I think we've taken it too far, maybe. We have gone to the point of needing to know everything about everything that we label perhaps ourselves into a prison, into self-imposing limitations or rules that what we call mm, labels, right? We 
impose our, impose them on ourselves and our, our world or society around us. And it kind of keeps us in this prison. And the labels can be as simple as what I label my career as or what I label myself as. When we go to dinner parties or something and we meet new people, the first thing we get asked is, what do you do for a living? And right away we say, I am a teacher, for example. And so our identity is quite labeled on. So what if you decide that you don't want to be a teacher one day? Does your perspective allow for change to occur or is it stuck on the labels that we're comfortable with? And labeling can become very toxic for us at times. For example, if I was in a really bad relationship or let's say, let me put this this way. I, if I grew up in a really toxic environment where I saw my father beat my mother I lived in chaos. I thought this was normal. I grow up and I gravitate toward men that do the same thing to me. And again, I justify this as love. I justify this as familiarity and normality to me. Even though I'm not labeling it consciously, I'm more certainly subconsciously labeling it in my mind. So transformation or change would, would, would really mean that I have to move beyond the labels. If I want a really good relationship, a healthy one, and I've never seen one, I've never experienced one in my lifetime, I'm going to have to go beyond the labels, beyond what I know. So the labels, in a lot of ways, are a great thing to balance in our life. Sometimes we take it too far, like the label is, is the truth and it's the sure thing and that's what we should we get stuck with. We label ourselves Muslims, Christians, um, and unfortunately, at times, we can judge other people that may not share our beliefs, right? That could cause us to impose our belief on other people, which is not an evidence of love. It is not an evidence of love. And we ultimately want that. We want to live and walk and talk in love and be connected to one another. And it moves us away from that when we label one another as so unique that we just we just put ourselves above others in a lot of ways. Or at least separate from others. So I hope that you are seeing that labels need to be balanced. What does it need to be used for and when do we not need it? Because when you start allowing new information to come in that you don't need to put in place in categories in your mind, right? Because usually when we see something that we've never seen before, we will panic. Our brain will slow the heck down. We're like, what the hell? Where do I put this thing in? You know, what, what, what does it look like? based on my past experience, and it doesn't allow for us to make way for it. And you're like, why do I need to make way for it that much? Well, as we evolve in this journey in a spiritual sense, right? In a mental sense, in, in a mental transformative sense, we want to allow for stuff that we have not learned about yet. We want to allow for information that we may not have considered before. And if we judge this information before we even come near it, 
something could be really, really good in that information that could help me, but I'm like already shut down to it because I have an opinion and judgment about it. And it isn't because I've experienced it, it's because I have lack of experience in it, but I went, went ahead and labeled it as good, bad, ugly, whatever, hard, easy, whatever, right? So the art and the craft of non-labeling, non uh, surrendering the need to know in a lot of ways and allowing information to come in is going to help us quite a bit with going further in our growth. If I think about the patients that come in and the biggest struggle that they all mostly face is exactly what I'm telling you. They have these rules through their labeling of their world around them, whether their labeling is good, bad, uh, hard, easy. I don't usually do this. I am this. I am not this. They're telling me all the rules that they made for themselves. And unfortunately, those are the rules that are causing them problems because they're not allowing more stuff to come in that can help them out. This is tricky because if I go further into explaining that, it's kind of like our ego is all this, those labels that we have. All the um, I am, I am an athlete. I am not lazy. I am anxious. I am depressed. I am big. I am small. I am man. I am woman. I am a teacher. I'm a cop. Any, any of those things, basically, those are, this is our ego. It's not really our, our true self. The self that is, that exists without all these labels, basically. That is the truth beyond these labels. To get to that truth, I gotta make way for it. I gotta give it a voice within me. And to do that, I gotta allow these labels when they come up to be released, to be released. If I'm finding myself using some kind of label within myself, I want it, I want you to know that it's coming from a place of ego. It's like, I need this identity to show my uniqueness. But again, it just keeps me disconnected and definitely limited to how I can help myself out and where I can go further. A lot of people, for example, uh, I have a patient that for many years she went to school and she has not been satisfied, but she's like, I'm, I'm a nurse and I just need to keep going to school. And I asked her, why, why would you, why would you want to continue to, to do this? And she said, well, because I want to get a PhD. And I said, well, what are the reasons? And she said, well, you know, I, I, uh, I want to be the best at what I do. So now with that sort of labeling, the best that she can be or the best that she's allowing herself to be is limited to the title, right? It's not beyond that title. It, it has to be, I'm, I'm a PhD, doctor so-and-so rather than, on my own, I, I am, I'm performing my, my job in the best way. I'm, I'm doing my calling. I'm transcending this title going beyond. When I get to help people, it ain't about my title. It's about, 
I'm helping people, right? And so that allows for more growth and more things that you can do and love yourself for. Because if you just limit yourself to that PhD, unfortunately, you'll be dissatisfied. You focus so long on that PhD that you're like, well, how can that, I'm going to have to relearn to enjoy my, my work. I haven't been looking at my work in the proper way. It's been about prestige, title, um, money, degrees, importance, self-importance. Uh, it wasn't about helping people, doing my calling, you know, feeling satisfied when I go to work in the morning and when I leave. And I asked her, what would happen once you get the PhD? Do you think that that will give you happiness? And she thought about it and surprised the hell out of me with a response. And she said, probably not. Even on my end, you know, at one point I had to ask myself, why is it that I wanted to keep going with a PhD if I, you know, and, and I figured out that it would cost me more money and it was more inconvenient in my life than it was convenient. And that every reason I wanted to get another degree was out of uh, ego, basically, just to fulfill my ego. <laughs> so it was great to trim that down and live simply and allow for other solutions to come because if I only think I'm, I'm only going to solve my problem in that one way and I've already labeled what that one way is and it, I'm not I'm just not considering other stuff it'll close up my world real quick it'll hurt it'll be painful for me So one of the things I want you to do to counteract this is really allow for innocence. And in the biblical sense, it is there's a verse that says, the meek shall inherit the earth. And I like this verse because it basically means that the, the innocent ones, the ones that don't pretend that they know it all or have things figured out, those are the ones that are going to end up living humbly and inheriting then the way of life that they um, that will transcend them into another level, into a higher level, both spiritually, mentally, all that good stuff. So I like this because if the meek shall inherit the earth, the rest will fall on their swords. And swords are kind of like thoughts or your mind and your thinking, your self-involved mental chatter that you just never can get rid of all that like you need to know stuff and if you could think if you think about it like anxiety is the biggest form of ego it's like you live in your own mind even depression is the biggest is another big form of of ego working full blast if we just practiced humility in a lot of ways we can look at our world and say i have more than enough that i'm not lacking a dang thing and I don't need to compare myself to others or think I am lacking something or that my life needs to look like this person's life on Facebook, right? All these things are just, our, it's just the ego talking. It is not healing us in any form. I hope this helped today to really get you to stop labeling and ask yourself, hey, do I want to live this innocent life? Do I want to approach my world with curiosity? with this, I really don't know, but I want to learn rather than I already know I've labeled it. I've already predicted what's going to happen. Close up shop, whatever. Do I want to approach life that way? Or do I want to approach it with openness, true openness?
And changing the simple thing, meaning starting to question the labels that you put on yourself and put on others, is really going to help. It's really going to help. So labels can also be in the form of judgments as well, right? But I'm just specifically in this episode talking about labels, categorizations. We call them also stereotypes if they are racist in nature. But I think a lot of labels are are problem causing for us, even if they're not racist. Find out what limits you. It is usually in the form of a label, in the form of a rule that you made up. They're just little rules you made up about yourself, self-imposed limitations that you just keep carrying out like they're real. Start looking at it. You could do whatever the heck you want to do. And to limit yourself to that, I think you're not fulfilling what you're meant to come here on this earth and do. So, and I need you to do that. (laughs) I need you to fulfill that role, whatever that is for you. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I hope this was helpful and not confusing, but I'll never know. Or maybe I will if you send me an email and tell me, hey, Tala, (laughs) this was confusing. I don't know. All right, I love you guys. I'm sending you love and light and the gift of curiosity. This has been an episode of Drive Through. (laughs) Thank you.